When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 445 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by the one, the only, two-time Hodge Trophy winner, Benjamin Askren. Benjamin, how are you? What's you are Benjamin, that right? sound like I was the one and only um, Hodge, two-time Hodge Trophy winner, which is not true because both David and Zane and, well, Kale's got more. Kale's got two and a half. Kale's got two and a half. The one. With one the one year. Hey, uh, I am Benjamin. I hate ever having to write Benjamin on my legal documents. I've considered changing it just to Ben. That's what wow. I go by. And all, all of my kids have short names, Alex, Andy, and Ozzy, none of which have extensions uh, when they have to write them legally. I even tried to uh, I tried to convince my wife to not give them any middle names because middle names are stupid, and she wouldn't agree to it. She wouldn't agree to it. Well, it's kind of a nice uh, – mi- Middle names are kind of a fun zone where you can kind of throw like a, a family thing or something a little more. You can go, you can get a little more creative with, Dude, with the middle names. Nobody cares about. I don't know any. Of you. The only middle name I know is Daniel Nomad Lobdell. That's it. I don't know anyone else's <laughs> middle is. name. That is my I don't legal know middle name. Else's no, I know nobody else's middle name. You guys don't know, don't know mine. Well, you know but. Stephen Kyle. You know Daniel oh, Roy. Oh, I did. Oh, you're right. I did know that. Now, now that you the, say them. All the middle What's names yours? you know are What's from yours? Here. Christian Caleb. Really? Yeah. CCP. What's Bray's? What's Bray's? Dylan Duncan. <laughs> no. Is it really? It's Duncan. No. Duncan. Douglas. Douglas. It's Douglas. Oh, see, you got, you got the wrong one. You don't even know what his right middle <laughs> name is. Oh, I like God. calling him Dylan Duncan Bray. Andrew Spencer. And Andrew Spencer Spay, of course. Why do you guys all say each other's middle names? Is this is it an inside joke? I've never heard of this. Well, oh, not- because he's a weirdo. Who? So when I first got here, he refused to. He's like, I'm not gonna call him Nomad. <laughs> and Bracky's like, Yes, you are. Like that's like that's just how it's gonna go. And so uh-huh. now he just makes it a point to at the start of every show use my full government name. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, because no. Nomad didn't like it either. Nomad didn't want anyone to know his name. I don't think. That's, yeah, he thought he could Nomad, keep that you, bit up. Nomad seems like you know I, I we I don't know Nomad a little bit, but we're not really close. He seems like a guy. Who wants as little as little government intervention in his life as possible? Yeah, yeah. that's why I live on a farm <laughs> with uh, well water, you know, off the grid. I don't have a social security number. <laughs> fingerprints. Stop. Yeah, I bit off. I bit off the, my fingerprints. Oof. Nice. All right, Ben. You're you're supposedly you you claim you have some some sort of secret audio you want to play. Well, uh, yeah, I do. Here, here we go. Let's do it. 
down. You know, Bo oh. Nickel kind of throws your back every once in a while. But, it, it, man, it feels like every guy who's not one of the top three this, this year. This is about Spencer Lee. He takes obviously. him down and puts him to their back within a minute. Every time. Uh, he, was, he was electric, man. It was awesome. Uh, I hate saying it. Um, well, could, could he be the guy that changes the Iowa wrestling program? Because I, I feel like he could be. Just when you thought they might be down and out a little bit, Ben, you got this guy. And he, he's he's gonna, a game changer. He's going to attract big-time recruits. He's going to change existing team members. And, you know, it's almost like his happy-go-lucky fun attitude, his, his vocalness and willingness to have articulate discussions with interview people, and he shows a lot of respect to his other opponents. He's coming out to the freaking Pokemon fight song or whatever the heck it is. <laughs> he's just he's, – he's peeling back uh, uh, a layer of the shield – Mm. All right. What do you guys think? That that's at this point, this seems kind of prophetic. Does it? Um, it, it, I feel it do, like I can. I mean, yeah. Certainly. Well, you, you know what? You, you know what made me think of this, and I, I had remembered. I had to go find where this quote was, or you know, this this segment was. But I was watching Iowa versus Purdue, and what really struck me um, was in a few of the matches. There was a few like after uh, Kemmer got a few takedowns. Like, his last takedown was kind of like, eh, he gets it, so what, you know, so what? And um, the the Iowa bench was just jacked up. They were all fired up. They were all excited for him. And you kind of saw this through almost all of the matches. And that was just, that struck me as being different. That struck me as something that I hadn't really seen before. And the, the mannerisms and the body language were different than what I'd seen previously. And that made me think about um, this conversation Tommy and I had a couple years back. Yeah, I you know I've been th- I've been thinking about this a lot. Just Iowa's back on top. They're they're the number one team right now. Spencer Lee is is by far the biggest has had the biggest impact on that program from a wrestler standpoint. And, and it made me think about you know when when Penn State was on their run and who who's to say the, the run's not over? But you know when they won eight and nine, right? And the thing was the detracting for. The detractors for Penn State that were mad that Penn State was on top was well, they've got the guys. They've got the guys. You yep. you, you you get David Taylor, Ed Ruth, Zane, Bo Nickel, Vincenzo Joseph, Jason Nolf, you're gonna win. So now it's like okay, those guys are gone. They've got they've got Chinzo and Mark Hall, but now it's like just it's Iowa's turn. They've got the guys. And so to me, it made me think about things a little bit differently because on the one hand, it's like, well, well which is it? What makes teams great? What is well, the, I, well, what, I, I what's the ingredient? With, I know you, you said this is what the haters say, but I would disagree on the Kale topic. I mean, when you say they had the guys, listen, Kale, Kale did something special to those guys. I mean, we're talking he had five guys who are probably, I don't know, top 15s ever in the history. But think about, I mean, Without think about question. that. He took these guys from good high school athletes to um, transcendent college wrestlers to the point where if any one of those guys would have had those exact same stats on a different program, they would have been the best wrestler ever in that program's history. And he had five of them within a really short period of time. So there was a huge amount of development. And, and now, you know, whatever it is, it feels like, and I, and I have been an Iowa detractor for years, um, I feel as though there's a different team chemistry or something with that Iowa group. I mean, it's... it's uh, yeah, when I watched that bench in that Purdue match, it was like, wow, these guys, uh, they're on to something here. Well, I guess that's sort of my point. It's like, well, what, do, you, do you think that 
Iowa suddenly or Penn State suddenly started developing athletes differently, or they just have they just it's more is it more simple in that they just they just have the guys now. You got to do both. You got to have both. You got to have the guys. You got to be able to develop them. I mean, it's like, are you gonna tell me Iowa wasn't getting good recruits the last decade? Because if no. you tell, I would, I would venture to guess if we look at recruiting class rankings, it would not bear that out. They they have had some really good recruiting classes in the last say decade, twelve years, or whatever. And same with say Oklahoma State, Ohio State. It, it's it is about getting the guys right. That's one of the pieces of the puzzle. The second piece is. What do you do with the guys? What do the guys do when they get there? Do they get better? Do they get worse? Do they flake out? Do they flunk out? Do they quit the team? Like, what do the guys do when they get there? Yeah, and I would say I would say that with a guy like Spencer, there, there's different kind of recruits. There's like guys with with transcendent potential, and I don't know if everyone has that or not. Um, ben, you would probably know better than me. Well, but, I mean, when you but wait, when you say that, Christian, it's like okay, when you say transcendent potential. Uh, is that is that limited to the number one overall high school recruit, number two, number three, number four, number five? What's it limited to? Because some of these guys, that, I think Bo Nichols is like, what, a seven or an eight? So does that mean that the seven above him also had transcendent potential? And if so, then how many of those seven above him reached it? Because Bo right. Nichols no, is eight, didn't. right? I mean, what, what what was he? An eight? Coming out of high school? I don't know. He was. I thought he was probably a top five pound for pound guy. Yeah, for yeah I think class. he was more like a three or four. Okay, who was an eight? Says so someone in there. Nolf was Nolf the eight. Nolf might have been back there a little bit. I'm not. I'm not. Man, should... I don't remember. It was like class of 2013 or something, 14. Yeah. So I don't, so I don't I, exactly I, recall. I, 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 I don't like the idea of potential. I just like the idea of how good you are right then, and then how good how good you continue to get right. Because some kids, in my opinion, it's all about desire to keep getting better. If you really want to keep getting better, you're gonna, gonna keep improving yourselves. And some people try to attribute it to. Um, a body style or a wrestling type. And no, it's not the case. Like you could point to wrestlers of all levels of greatness who have all different kinds of body styles and types. And uh, actually, uh, when I was with Matt in the Rudis podcast, um, it was like a month ago, we looked at old recruiting classes and man, you know, you think about it, mm-hmm. but then you go back and see how many kids actually flopped. Like we're talking like number ones, twos, threes, fours. It's like, holy crap. I forgot how good that kid was. And now they're, not good at all. They never started at D1 level. There's, you know, all kinds of. I think it was the look up the 2012. Um, oh man, high so school. Bad. I, uh, that was the bad. one, right? It was 2012. Yes. All time bad. Look, look that up, and and then you think, okay, these guys aren't very good, and then you think, um, but then you think, well, in 2012, what do we think of these guys? In 2012, we thought, oh, that guy's gonna be a national champ. That guy's gonna be a national champ. That guy. Give me. Do we have the list yet? He's got he's got Penn State's recruiting class rankings. Bo Nickel was number two for his. Uh, These are weight rankings. Yeah, yeah, number two. So who was ahead of Bo Nickel yeah. at this point in time? Yeah, who was ahead of Bo Nickel? That's, that's what I'm saying. You forget like you forget how how uh, good some kids in high school were. Um, he never uh, wrestled Sebastian. It might have been Sebastian was ahead of him. Johnny Sebastian. Which, yeah, which is so crazy really? to think about now. Yeah, possibly. He Bergen. Yeah, he might. He might have been. Yeah, that's true. He won. Who's number one? Bo. Bo wrestled at Ironman, but didn't. Um, he was never at who's number one for whatever reason. I'm not sure why or what was going on there. But I, I mean, I honestly, I I completely agree with your point. And I've you know given tons of credit to Penn State for their development of, of their guys. And I, um, I you have to give a lot of credit to to Iowa as well. And I do think okay, there is something. Okay, I got. Wait, I got it, Christian. You ready? Are you ready for this top ten? Okay, yeah, I get it. And so, listen, I'm, I'm not bashing on these guys, but this is like, 
let's think when these guys were 2012 seniors, we thought these guys are going to be national champions. These are going to be multiple time All-Americans. And we just forget how hard it is to develop at that next level because it is a real challenge. Number one, Jason Sertis. Two, Taylor Massa. Three, Jimmy Gillibon. Four, Jordan Rogers. Five, John Meeks. Six, Alex Cicernos. Seven, Mark Gray. Eight, Doug Valaro. Nine, Nico Reyes. Ten, Devin Peterson. I mean, some of those guys never, literally never started a Division One match. Yeah. Never. There's a, a handful. I mean, Sertis is the, really the only one that had any measure of success yeah. that would. I mean, J- J- Jimmy Gillibon was all right. Yeah, he had two-time All-American. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty. That's pretty. And then there's, you know, then a couple years ago we've got Yanni, Spencer, Dayton, all same high school class. And there's <laughs> other, there's other guys in there I didn't say, but I mean that's just like the disparity year over year can be can be great. And we have we haven't seen really a run like that. We didn't see a run like that of of elite talent. I mean Soriano was a year before that too. So like concentrating yeah. in one weight, but. It is it is kind of rare what happened, and I think 2012 is also rare. So I, well, I so, guess. But, my, so, but back to back to your original point is, uh, does Iowa have the guys now? They always had the guys. So did Penn State. I mean, if you look at Penn State's guys who didn't really make it, don't get up frustrated over there. I see you shaking your head. It, it's about <laughs> it's about yeah, so, it's but, about but I'm development. To figure out, I mean, explain this to me. What is did, did, did I wish I had I wish I had right now that Iowa recruited class rankings in front of me so I could pick through every class and say, oh, this guy was an animal. No, they had great recruits. It's not, no denying. And so, did, and so did, and Penn State did for this, for this era, they had great recruits. If I, you know, go through their roster, there's guys who, I mean, Soriano, right, didn't stay in school. Keeping kids on your team, that hell, that's part of it. If yeah. every good recruit comes in, transfers, well, you're not going to have a very good team. Yeah. So what do you, so, th- what do you mean? So you, you attribute literally the, the effect of, and, and one thing I do think is true in that, I noticed as well during the Purdue match is that team camaraderie that they clearly have. Yes. That Nelson Brands is as fired up for uh, Tony Cassiope or for Jacob Warren's. They're they're all just excited, and there is that yes. that shared experience of winning. I'm sure you probably went through it a little bit with with you were on some great Missouri teams, Ben. Like when you're winning and that the ball gets rolling, it just gets more fun. We've seen that with Penn yeah. State for sure over the years and now yeah. Iowa's getting some of that and so the whole thing is just additive to the overall experience and it's everyone is kind of just the energy around it seems like they're making making each other better but it's it's I guess I struggle with it because it's like it's very indefinable you, it's it's difficult to measure it's difficult to say like yeah. okay Tom Brands is is developing his guys differently it's like I I don't feel like a, a coach of Tom Brands caliber is all of a sudden like having a, a an epiphany on how to develop guys, right? Like he knows. Yeah, how to de- I, I, I wouldn't right? say, I wouldn't say Tom Brands has changed at all. I would say that there's and listen. Obviously, I attribute it to Spencer. I'm not in the program. I don't know. I can't say for sure. I mean, it feels like Spencer has some influence on some of the guys, but there's probably uh, a melding of a lot of these personality types, which are really good. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna throw anyone on the bus. I asked someone around the Iowa program. Um, I said, I said, who's the, who's the troublemaker on your team? Uh, you know, who goes against the trouble? And this was a couple weeks ago. And they said, well, well, uh, this guy's got like a 2.5. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, like, who's going to the bars, like drinking and getting in fights? Like, there's got to be somebody, right? They're like, mm, well, Jacob Warner likes to talk to a lot of girls. I'm like, no, no, no. You, like, you don't understand what I'm talking about. I'm like, there's got to be someone who's causing trouble on your team, right? And so, you know, I'm not throwing it on the bus, but we know other programs right now who are having, you know, issues with personalities and people going to get in trouble. Drinking, 
uh, and we could even go worse down that road. That yeah. is obviously an issue with college-level athletes. It is, and if we want to pretend like it's not. So this Iowa group, I was trying to get out of this person what the biggest issue of anyone on the team was, and the most I got was they talked to a lot of girls. Wow. That means – I'm concerned. That like – <laughs> that's what I said. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, does anyone get in real trouble? They said they like didn't know what I was talking about. They acted like I was crazy. What are you looking for dirt like, for, Ben? Well, I just want I, I I see what you guys are seeing now is that there's a great dynamic. Spencer's obviously I don't want to say a choir boy, but I can't imagine him getting in trouble. DeSanto, can you imagine DeSanto? There's no way DeSanto does anything. I mean, come on. <laughs> What do you th- what do you right? think? If, mean, hey, if you got a, if you were able to get into DeSanto's Netflix, what do you think that is like most recently watched? What's he currently watching through right now? Oh, de- de- definitely documentaries of some sort. Yeah, really? Whatever, you know, he's into something. Oh yeah, he has no time for fiction. None of it. <laughs> Mind hunter. <laughs> Absolutely. Mind no hunter. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no time for fiction. So I mean, because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't even like to talk about this a lot, but like for example, I I never drank. I still to this day have not drank a drip of alcohol, and I will just tell you, you know, something about that with my college team. Um, and it wasn't like I didn't go around telling guys, you can't, you can't do this. You can't do this. Don't do this. It's bad. It's like, whatever, you know, it's just what I did. And, but it rubs off on other people, that personality. The fact that I wanted to be in the wrestling room and I enjoyed it, that rubs off on other people. And then, you know, that made a lot of people have more success. And I got to assume that Spencer's that type of guy. The Santos, probably that type of guy. Like, what do you want to do on Saturday night, Austin? I want to go freaking shoot some single legs. <laughs> like, tell me that's not what he's saying, right? I mean, you got a bunch of kids who love wrestling is is what I'm assuming is happening there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's what no do you think question. DeSanto does on a Saturday night? Man, I don't know. He is he is a – I mean, in this day and age, you know, for, for a kid, a college – any a kid in college to not have, like, yeah. social media – or really any sort of interest in the things that are outside his work. He's really a throwback personality in, in many ways. In an era where it's really hard to be a throwback, it's hard to not be on social media. It's tar- hard to not to be as off the you think grid. He's got a, you think he's got a garden, or what do you think he does in his spare time? <laughs> <laughs> Meditation, hmm. yoga? Hey, no, no, man. Go on a, you, we need to go on an exploration to Iowa City, and you need to like go spy on uh, Austin and Santo and figure out what he's doing in his spare time. Yeah. I... I am of the opinion now that the less we know about Austin DeSanto, the better it is because people are so fascinated by him. And so I mm-hmm. like kind of That's keeping true. him in the dark to just keep keep people along following him. All right, so real quick, you, you mentioned the recruiting rankings. I do have them pulled up for uh, 18 back to 15. Okay, let's Iowa, so again, it goes 18, 17, 16, 15, 9, 2, 3, 9. Penn State goes 1, 3, 2, 18. Now, the 18, they didn't really bring anyone. However, it was bad ranking because the basically the one guy they brought in was Vincenzo, oh, who has obviously been lights really out for up. them. So kind of bring them up. That that kind of outlier would bring them down just because of the number of guys they brought in and the, the process was changed kind of not too long after that. So based on this, Penn State is yeah. bringing in better guys. However, Which I think is more important. I think it's more important to start with the guys, and then development is secondary, also extremely important, but secondarily important to getting in better guys. So, no, uh, CP, no, nobody just threw it in your face. Penn State's got the guys. I, I know they have the guys. I Listen, I was not saying that that was why they win or don't win or whatever. I, I mm-hmm. think that Kale and company, and I've said it 
you listen to the show. I say it all the time. There's every episode. They're the, they're the best developers of talent in the game right now, right? That's it's still. Wait, so, so, Nomad, do you have the actual list? Like, who didn't pan out on that list? If you could. Uh, so. Or is it just the number? Uh, well, no, I have the number. There's just a bunch of guys. I got. They're they're kind of spaced out. So, okay. Okay. Twenty uh, fifteen. Penn State brought in Chenzo, Kellen Stout, mm-hmm. Tristan Law, Dom Jelly. So Vincenzo yep. was obviously the only one uh, there. In 2016, they brought in Mark Hall, Nick Suriano, Mason Manville, AJ Neville's Luke Gardner. Yeah, so like Manville was a beast in high school, and he didn't pan out at all. Um, 2017, Nick Lee, Brady Berge, Jared Verclaren, Joey Bloomer, James Hogue. 2018, a whole bunch of guys, including Brooks, RBY. Yeah. Beard. Uh, Teske was in that class. Seth Nevels was in that class. Joe Lee, Gavin Teasdale. I'm just looking. Okay. Some of these guys haven't started Dude, yet, so they, they, they don't really count. That's yet. a ridiculous class. Read those names. No, that's worth reading. Just okay. read it. Whole that's, class. That's a ridiculous Brooks, class. Brooks, Beard, RBY, Teasdale, Lee, Nevels, Teske, uh, oh my Paul God. Fight, Creed, Nedsel, and Ray. That's insane. That's, that's insane. A, that's a ridiculous class. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Yeah. But and so like Bert Bergie was an he was the number one high school kid, right? Number yes. one in the country. Yeah. He hasn't scored big points yet. Verclear was I don't know if he's number one, he's but he won the Cadet World title. So, you know, he was he was close. He wasn't. He was ranked number and, one at different points in his career, yes. Mm-hmm. So another guy who hasn't panned out hugely for them. So you're seeing, you know, they got the guys. The guys just aren't quite panning out in this group for and listen, it could be for a multitude of reasons, but I and I, with the Iowa situation are identified. I think there's something about that group of Iowa kids which is just yelling. Which is, you know, making them all better. Everything's going up. So, what do you think about the decision to pull Abe Assad out, Ooh. true freshman? And and this will be, you know, I was saying, you know, what what you know, is Coach Brands? Well, then really... is, is Ironman getting pulled, Christian? Because well, he made a tweet that sir shouldn't I like be he's asking you this? You're, you should be our Ironman connection. Uh, I, I guess I could send a text, but yeah, he made that tweet that one, two, three question mark, which that sure makes it feel as though. Hey, that means hey, I'm wrestling. Doesn't yeah, the that fact that, that he put a put a question mark makes me think. <laughs> makes me think. So there's there's so there's two schools of thought that he's saying he's either teasing next year, okay, or he's okay. saying this year. You wouldn't put the question mark if he was talking about ne- the next year, right? Because it's like one, two, three. It's like you wouldn't put that for a year down the line because yeah. it's going to happen. You're going to wrestle next year, and those guys are going to be on the team. The, yes. What's in question? Will he wrestle this year? Right? So that's why mm-hmm. I think he was, in fact, teasing this season. Now, Jaden may just be like, man, I want to be in on this Iowa discussion, and I'll just stir the pot here. But really, it's not a cool thing to do if you're not coming out to, with, like, Max <laughs> Mirren. <laughs> Max Mirren's Mir- ranked number three right now. Hey, man. Well, that, uh, that's cool. where I – yeah, that's where I think it could be. Uh, we talk about how, how well this Iowa group is getting together, and we talk about um, – <laughs> Things that could be divisive, um, you know. If there's some people on Team Jaden, there's some people on Team Max. That could be a divisive issue, right? Is yeah, you bringing this guy in the middle of the year? And now yeah, he's... I mean, there's some, there's some teams that are so they're so well adjusted that it's like, listen, I can take a back seat. Anything that helps the team go to the final goal, we're, I'm good with that, right? But if you're Max Muir and you're thinking all oh, these guys like tweeting that he's gonna start over me, like that that that's gotta piss the people off, I'm sure too. Right, maybe a little bit, but you know what? I th- I think Iowa is such a bottom line room. Like Max Mir, if you don't want to get your spot taken, be be unremovable from the lineup. Right? 
let, yeah. let there be no doubt that Jaden Ironman would be an upgrade over you. Would would be a way to do it. And you know what? To to me, I I agree with what you're saying at 141 and 184. You can make a similar case. It's like you got a fifth year senior here. Guy's been around a 12 twice. Um, you know, with Cash Wilkie, and you know they they benched him for for a true freshman. So I think that yeah. there's no concerns in the Iowa room about the, it disrupting chemistry. They, they know what they well, came there to do. And I feel like, you know, the Brands Brothers are the most bottom-line guys, right? It, it's about winning, right? It's about yeah. being the best. And if you're not the best, f- figure it out kind of thing. So I, but the Abe Assad thing, to, to what you were asking, is like it does kind of shock me. And they must be seeing something in the room that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've been watching Abe Assad since he's in the eighth grade. My kid wrestled him in the schoolboy national finals, right? Um and then Parker wrestled him last year, wrestled him in an open tournament this year. So I've been watching Avis out fairly closely. And he's good. But when when I look at this top eight at 184, it's, it's really, really, really good. And I think, shoot, he's going to, you know, I think Abe's good. I think he's going to have a hard time moving too far into that group. But I got to think if, if the Iowa coaches are bringing him out of redshirt, they're thinking he can move, like, pretty far up into that group. Because otherwise, why would you bring him out? Because Cash Wilkie can is capable of a 7th or 8th, and so is Nelson Brands. I mean, Nelson Brands, Nelson Brands is ranked as high as 6th place. So you got to think that those guys are capable of moving up. So they must think Abe Assad can go, like, really, really, really high up on this list. That's my read. I mean, my, my thought is they're yeah. seeing something there that this guy could be that top 5 type of potential wrestler yes. that Absolutely. maybe – Cash isn't. Now, I can't. I can't unsee Cash Wilkie almost beating Max Dean last year. That was a. I don't know if you remember that match yeah, at yeah. all. I was there. Yep. That was crazy. That was a crazy. But you know what? That doesn't really. I mean, you know, that probably doesn't buy much stock, and Max Dean's not even in the picture this year. But it, for me, it was like, man, Cash Wilkie is right there, truly. But I, I understood. I think you. I think this is for the exact reason you pull us out. Is the exact reason you should wrestle Ironman, man. Just leave. Just. Make yeah. sure you win this year. Win this year. Don't leave anything to chance. Worry about next year, next year. And you know if you you don't get Ironman next year, no, that stinks. But you know what? You'll have. Well, you got mirror. You got mirror next year. Mirror's number three, right? And Yanni might go forty nine next year. So who knows how much tougher forty one's going to get? Um, Nickley's back, but Pletcher would will be gone. So he's there... gone. I mean, okay, this may be silly. Is there any? Like X factor of um, chemistry, excitement level, like the, the the way they compete in the room, like something about Assad's impact on the team as a whole beyond just like the obvious point contribution at NCAA's, where just like when he's in the lineup, they the guys trust him more, or you know he he gets the guys around him, you know seventy four and ninety seven compete harder when he's in the lineup. Yeah. Is there any is there any possibility of that? Because we're everyone seems to be on the same page that like their their floor and their ceiling are all pretty similar. Yeah. So there has to be something else beyond it, right? Yeah. yeah the, I, I mean, I I would generally say yes to your question, but then it's like we saw um, uh, Nelson Brands when he beat Sammy Colbert, how fired up the Iowa team was for him. So it see it just seems point. like they they back everyone on the you know it seems just like it seems like the team chemistry is just fantastic and they're backing whoever their guy is. And so, um, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I, I would kind of go for that. But then when I watch what they acted like with Nelson Brands, it feels like uh, a really similar type of feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've got crazy depth, too, at multiple weights. Crazy, yes. Right? Like, ways. you think about 25, I mean, Cashman, I think, would qualify, uh, be a NCAA qualifier level guy. 33, 
They've got Gavin and Paul Glenn is still there. Um, 41, you know, you've got Turk. Turk's hanging around at 49 and Glosser. They, they've just got a lot yeah, of Glosser's really good, good dudes. Yeah, you know, someone like, you know, you got Wilkie and Brands on the bench now. Aaron Costello is a solid. I mean, Zach Lazier, he's in redshirt right now. I think he's probably going to be pretty good. I don't know where he's going to fit in. He got so big. He, he was a 174. Do you remember him, Ben? <laughs> yeah, he's not fitting in. Yeah, he's not fitting in. He's, out. he's tall. And so he's been wrestling 97, and then they have Gabe Christensen coming in. So, like, at, now at you every got weight. Nelson and Cash on the bench. Yeah. At mm-hmm. every weight, they hit, they, mm-hmm. they have depth and guys still coming in. So, but that gets back to the whole the whole point you guys were arguing about. Bring in a whole bunch of really good guys, develop the best one. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. and so, hey, what, what you guys were, we were talking about. We kind of, I, I have historically ragged on, you know, Iowa's ability to develop guys, which is not an issue this year. But the other thing is about, you know, Penn State, we give, and you said this this episode, I think I said it last episode, and it's really widely acknowledged that they are the best at developing people. But then sometimes, and I listen, I, so I say that, but then sometimes, for example, on Friday night, I look at their lineup against Illinois. It's like, Connor Krasig, who is this guy? And, mm-hmm. you know, he's not very good. Um, you know, and they have other guys. They threw an Aaron Claybaugh. I'm reading these names because I don't know these guys. I'm just I'm reading these names. Aaron Claybaugh, they threw him in there. Uh, it's like, how don't they have someone who's a backup who's a little better than that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there are some areas where they don't have crazy we, We've talked about this. It's kind of crazy. Their lineup is either like these really high-end elite guys or like Ben was saying, guys you've never really heard of. You know, and, and in the never past. Never heard of them. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of I haven't heard of quite a few of these guys. You know, in the past, like they would get someone like they would get a Jordan Conaway, who was like he was kind of a depth guy, who then ended up being a guy, and he was like one or two time yeah. All American for him. Beat Tyler Graff once; he was really good. And so they just don't have that right now, but they have it in some spots. Like at forty nine, Lou Gardner would start at a lot of places, right? He's pretty he's good, not, but he's not going to be an All American. No, no. I but mean, but no one even, ever said even, James but, English would place either. In 2014, that, but, that, that but, was absolutely but, but Iowa, okay, Iowa, if you remove Lugo, how high is Vince Turk or Jaron Glosser ranked? They're top 12 right? guys. Mean, how, high is, how high is Nelson Brands ranked? How, right? how high is uh, Max Mirren ranked if you put Jaden Ironman in? It's like you have some like top 12, top 8, top 10 guys uh, on well, Iowa's team for sure. Penn State has Staraki, who I think would place very high. I think Joe Lee. Okay, are, are we adding red shirts now? Well, you said Ironman, who's currently in redshirt. That so. is a little different, oh, though, when it, you, you the plane is a redshirt guy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, they they don't have the they don't have the the crazy depth. I mean, there's a there's a cause, and then there's some attrition, right? They lost they lost Suriano. They lost some really good recruits and guys not pan out. And where did where did Manville go? Which Olympic redshirt? Oh, he's Olympic redshirting. Oh, Olympic redshirting. Okay. The, the thing that How good I is think he is, know, Matt, is he going to make the team? Uh no, the I don't think so. The the <laughs> thing that's he, he made the team one year because Kamal got concussed, like that's what happened. Um, okay. The the thing that I feel okay. like no one or not is not being talked about enough with Penn State is they have never been this injured, not remotely. Oh. And one time yeah. I asked Kale about it, and he's like, well, it's not about who's the healthiest at NCAA time, but they have repeatedly been the healthiest at NCAA's. Yeah. And this is the first year yeah. where it's like right. this thing went wrong, this thing went wrong, this thing went wrong, and. It also happens to be a year where Iowa is loaded. That's a great point. And no, yeah. it's something 
we used to talk about a lot. It's like, man, they don't get hit. These guys don't get hurt. And I honestly, some people attribute it to luck. And I think there is a luck component to it. But I I also attribute it to how they train and how they develop their guys oh, and, how, and how fresh they keep their guys. You're just less likely to get injured, right? So yeah. so I'll tell you guys, we had we had David Taylor in it in 20 – this is when he's young. 2012 maybe. I think he was maybe a sophomore. I'm guessing we had him in AWA. And one of the things he said, which it was, uh, it was blowing my mind, and but then you know it makes a lot of sense. What we're talking about is he said their longest practice of the last year was seventy-five minutes. Oh my god! I, I I pushed him. I said, "Come on, man, you're lying. You are full of crap." And he, I listen. He stood up to it because I, I gave I gave it to him. On I'm like, "There's no way." And he kept saying, "Yep, yep, seventy-five minutes." And, you know, Kale notoriously won't talk about what their training is like, and so. You know, I think there's something to that. And when we talk about not getting injured, and we talk about, I mean, I talk about some of the high school and college practices that I've been to that were grinds. And obviously I was able to not stay injured, but I think that's where a lot of injuries happen is in that tough practice room. And then your body gets worn down and the season's really long and that type of things happens. If they were really doing 75 minute practices at maximum, um, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It goes a long way. And I actually, for one, I wish I get mad that Kale doesn't talk more about his training philosophy. I think it could help wrestling as a whole if people listen to what kale said about training and how he made these guys next level yeah 75 minute practices that's unthinkable at high school maximum I mean, at at the longest i think about my high school my high school practices i obviously was not on a college team we were, they were two and a half hours Christian, you you got kicked out of a tournament <laughs> yeah one <laughs> once what what'd you do i yelled at a ref <laughs> not what much did you changed. say to him i what'd you uh, say he called. Was there a swear word? <laughs> no, I didn't swear. No. Um, I, my guy was uh, riding on top. He might be listening. Zach Ritchie, state champ. Big shout. Um, he was a, a freshman. He was really good. I mean, he was Virginia. You know, it's all relative, right? But anyways, he yeah. was kind of my guy. I worked really, really closely with him throughout his career. And he was on top, and he was a freshman. He was at like 145 or something, so, or 35 or something, so wrestling men. But he was, really, he was on top with legs, a little sloppy, not a leg rider really. And the guy just kind of like briefly rolled him across his back. He didn't hold him at all, and the ref called a really, really bad defensive pin, as you can imagine those, <laughs> those happen. And I lost my mind because it, like, it was like a pretty big round. It was like a, to place at a, what was a tough tournament in Virginia at that time for, for us, the Glenvar Invitational, Highlander. And so I was I, – I lost my mind for a little bit. And then um, I ran – I didn't run up, but like – I'm walking off and I'm get I get the ref and I asked I I said I I think I asked him if he had dinner plans or something like that but I was like real aggressive with it and I got oh. chucked <laughs> I got chucked and and um then worst part was I had, I got called to the I had to talk explain to the AD what happened uh, and that was Ooh, that, I was really embarrassed and I was like I was a it was only my second year coaching and um. And I wasn't the head coach at this point in time, and, and the head coach turned me in. I, I yeah, is he probably? Sh- I mean, I guess he probably should have. I probably needed. I needed that lesson. And it didn't happen again. So thanks, co- thanks, Coach Lopez. I guess for that. But yeah, so I got there kicked out. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> Shoot, that would be tame oh. compared to what I hear from the corner uh, at, at college yeah. and international wrestling tournaments. So 
But anyways. Well, I, I, I've never been kicked out. I got one yellow card, and I thought it was total shenanigans. <laughs> um, did you call? Did you declare shenanigans? I tell, I tell the guy every time I see him, like, I can't believe you gave me a yellow card. That was ridiculous. <laughs> All he said, he said, it was the end. So the, the bad call happened. It was the end of the period. So I got up to talk to my wrestler, and he gave me a yellow card for because he thought I was coming at him aggressively. I said, no, 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 I'm just talking to my wrestler. He said, okay, well, you still get a yellow card. I think he wanted Ridiculous. to give Ben Askren a yellow card. What do you think? Only person ever. Only person ever. It's, Illinois, it's a referee from Illinois, and, I, and I, I do remind him how absurd it is every time I see him. That's absurd. I think well, my favorite only, Ben Askren uh, in the uh, corner moment is at Flow Nationals when you were just vehemently against a call. You're just waving your credit card around. Who do I have to pay? Who do I have to pay to get this review oh, through? Okay. I thought you guys were going to tell me. The one time I threw my sandal, because you guys had some. It wasn't a block. I can't remember what you guys had in the corner. It was something ridiculous. And I couldn't find it. I threw my sandal to stop the match because of protest. And uh, and I won the. It was Jared Craniger, and we won. We won the locked hands call protest. Wow! Uh, and he won the match. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. protest. Well, the the credit card one. You guys wait. Uh, that was the hundred dollar fee, and we we that was Keegan O'Toole, and he lost that call. I thought I thought it was for sure because the leg was all the way across the body, not in the middle. It was against Jared Lane of Bucknell, and I mm-hmm. thought for sure they were going to wave it off. And I was so mad, and they did not wave that one off. Wow. You win some, you lose some. You do. You do. Sorry <laughs> about the yellow card. Um, all right, so do we do we want to discuss Penn State's weekend a little bit? Um, yeah. Because, yes, man, we do. they were kind of flirting with disaster with Illinois. It was kind of like yes. if a couple of things went a little differently, if um, if Shakur loses, right, like, man. And, and I think he, of the weekend for Penn State – Shakur Rashid's like the thing you're, that's on top of mind for Penn State fans, and you're feeling good about it a lot of places. I think you feel good about um, uh, what's his name? Dag on it. Seth Neville. Seth Someone Neville's. <laughs> thought he looked really. I thought he's looked re- looking really good. But Shakur is a really close one against uh, Robluski, and then he loses yep. to Lucas Davison, who we all think is good, but his results have not been exactly amazing right now. And well, wait, well. How about Lucas Davison? Great weekend. What a weekend. What yeah, a be, weekend for him. Be number two Bruner, then beat Shakur Rashid, an All-American. But for me, Shakur, it looked like, was it trust in his knee? That seemed to be like the, yeah. the theme surrounding it. He didn't look like he was super confident with it yet. It was his first match back in almost a year now, uh, 10 months, I guess. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was a factor. Maybe it's a factor in moving up in weight kind of midseason. I don't know if that was an impact, but he didn't look – he did not look right. He did not look Shakurish to me. Yeah. And, and maybe it's maybe it's he's not had a lot – I mean, I don't know what the Penn State room looks like. Maybe he hasn't had a lot of time back. Maybe he's only been in there for, for a month, and they said, well, we need to throw him out there so he gets a minimum amount of matches, uh, so he hits those numbers or something. But, yeah, Shakur didn't look like the Shakur we have seen in the, in the past, and maybe he gets a lot better. I'm not really sure. Uh, but, yeah, that's – that's man – uh, I feel like Penn State's on fumes. I feel like Penn State's on fumes right now. Like you know, you said Seth Nevels looks good, but I, but what I'm thinking is, dude, they they need Seth Nevels to be, I don't know, a top three, top four guy. Yeah. Dude, if they if they want to really compete with Iowa, Seth Nevels got to get up there high. Shakur's got to be a top three, top four guy. Like they need points. At, I mean, they they were counting on first place points at heavyweight. Now they're counting on, you know, even if I would say a good performance for Seth Nevels is. Sixth or seventh, that would be really good. That's not going to be good enough for the team race. Not even close. Yeah. 
And while I still think, you know, I continue to say I, I was definitely the favorite and they have a huge advantage, there's going to be they're, – they're going to get both get closer to each other. Penn State's going to be scoring more points than they are at some weights, especially from a rankings perspective. You and think, I think so? I, are you still com- – you said that last week and the, and, and the gap has widened on yeah, the rankings. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not backing down from that. It's absolutely going to happen. What's the gap at? What's the gap at? 66 and a half. 66 and a half points. Well, what was it last week? It had to be it had to be less than that. 64. Like, that's 64. it. Okay, it's only one or, by two. Or not that's it. Is the, that's the only difference. A, a lot of the difference came in uh because Moran had the big week and he had Mirren went up because Mirren has the winner mm-hmm. over Moran. So that yep. was a lot of the difference week over week. Cuz uh, Shakur wasn't ranked and became 23rd. See, oh, I no, want to take last you week, guys, thing. Guys, I, I, hold on. I'm sorry, right. Ben. Wait, I'm sorry, Ben. No, man. Take, take, uh, please take him to task. Uh, last week was only 43 points. Last yeah, week's team rankings. Now it's 66. Now, now crush CP. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Ben. Um, I, I know you keep saying that there's going to be uh, a coming, a potential coming down mm-hmm. of Iowa, and there's certainly th- that's possible given the variance. However, don't you also feel that some of that potential downward variance can be made up for by the amount of bonus points they're going to score. Well, that's not taking mm. me to task. That's that's very possibly true. Um, but I think they are but I score. am thinking you said cuz I feel like you're completely negating the possibility of Iowa who has scored more bonus points than Penn State last year and possibly the last two years. I know they did in 2018 for sure. I don't think they did last year. I don't think they did last year. They did in 2018. Yeah, in Cleveland they did. Yeah. But okay, but the the point remains. Well, they're, they're they're going to they're going to make up for it in bonus points. Well, Sp- Spencer may. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna score a lot of bonus. I agree with that. But I think think of someone like Mur- Muro's not gonna be top three. I don't think. I don't. Lugo is not it, that sticky at number one. I'm not talking about Muro and Lugo. Okay, well, I'm talking about Santo. I'm talking about wait. Spencer Lee. I'm talking about Michael Kemmerer. Well, K- Kemmerer, 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 one. Nine six over Jacob Kovac. You're you're penciling him for major and then, points, and then he and then he beat Dylan Lighty by the by same decision. amount by decision. Yeah, I'm hey, saying. Dad, uh, do you guys realize right now Iowa has nine of their ten guys in the top four? <laughs> That's insane. Can we take That's a ridiculous. moment to realize how insane that is? That's crazy. That's insane. There's only been one team ever to have ten All Americans, and Iowa's got nine in the top four right now. Who's their lowest ranked oh my guy? God. A, uh, a Basad. A Basad. Mm-hmm. But Man. I think they have I think it's like seven in the top three. So this uh Lee's top three, DeSanto's top three, Murin's top three, Lugo's top three, uh Young's at fourth, Marinelli's top three, Kemmer's top three, uh Warner's four, and then Cassiope's three. L- listen, Good I God. may I may be the only person out there that is just presenting a case for how this team race isn't completely over. Right, and I did this last year with Penn State or with Iowa and the other teams. I was like, I was like, don't count out Oklahoma State, don't count out these teams. So it's, maybe it's just the thing I like to do. I like to say, okay, yeah. if this happens and this happens, it could happen. And it's even scarier when the team in pursuit or pursuing is Penn State. Right now, the fact of the matter yeah. is, twenty-five is not is just nothing's going to happen there that that is going to help them at NCAA's. Right. I feel like at 149, and when Penn State has fewer bullets to go in with, it makes it tough when Iowa has nine incredible bullets and one that's probably going to be really tough as well. But there's just something about that 
okay, if we're saying Penn State's the best at development, they're going to get their guys best by March, who knows what can happen? An injury here or uh, you know, two seeds don't place routinely at the NCAA tournament, right? It's not uncommon. And what that, that that's going to happen to Iowa, I don't know. But I'm just not ready to say it's over, cancel it, Iowa all the way. It's going to happen. And and they're my pick, I, right? Um, no, no man, Bracky, can we can we cancel this thing? Let's outvote CP. Let's just cancel it. We can cancel it. We can call. I'm, the... I'm close to canceling it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> don't even show up in Minneapolis. Don't even don't <laughs> even over. go, guys. It's over. It's gonna be all Iowa fans. What? There are gonna be so ben, many Iowa. You fans. have you have started your uh, your your turn for Iowa at a very good time because you would be severely outnumbered in Minneapolis. I feel. By the Hawkeye fans. <laughs> you think? It's going to oh be like 50,000 Hawkeye fans. 50,000 Hawkeye oh fans. God. The state of hey, Iowa is going to wh- go there. What is, what's the biggest gap ever between number one and two? That's a, Is Iowa going to get the biggest gap ever? Oh, my ever? gosh. Oh, here I, we go. I can tell you what it is. It was the year, was unsurprisingly, the year that Iowa scored 170 GD points. Wow. The spread was something like... Hold on, I'm going to get closer. He's I in have, his Google Drive right now, I have every 100-point team ever. I don't know when the last time oh, I God, opened it. it is. Biggest spread. It's, it's going to be a big spread this year. It, it is I mean, not going to be close. It was something to the effect of like 50-some-odd uh, points. 113.5, so that's 56.5 points. Yeah. Although God, that's uh, a lot of points. Oklahoma State, the year they won, it was like 70 points. I think that might oh. actually have been... Biggest spread. No, I know. <laughs> I know, no. Well, I, I, because as wait. soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw it, I remembered. But yeah, it's like 70 points is the biggest spread ever. So okay. Sure. Yeah. This is a positive. Wow, this is it. 56 and a half. But you'll be surprised. To I learn. remember it right away. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a really good team. Now, man, you know what's interesting? We got to get off Iowa, Penn State at some point, but not now. Why? Uh, it's, there's, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. Where, where, is this unquestionably the best team of, uh, it's Jim Zaleski's 59th birthday tomorrow. That's what that alert says. So everyone oh, wish Jim Zaleski a happy birthday. <laughs> and I'll mute my computer now. Um, is is this the best team of Tom Brand's career? Yes. They put five in the finals in, in 2010. Um, they got nine in the top four. Nine in the top four. Okay, what, well, they have they to finish fin- like that. They have to finish okay. there, buddy. Do you think they're going to finish? Do, do you think Listen, Iowa's got nine I, in the top I four? Christian, I didn't rank them in the top four. You guys did. You, that's you. You did. Hold on, you're the you're the you're the intellect. You're the one. You're the expert. You're supposed to see ah, through allegedly. all the, see through all that stuff um, and, and actually discern. Let's see. I I would say chances say that that's highly unlikely, as you're saying. I think, I, but I think could I think let's see. Uh, if, if I'm going profit, I think uh, I think they'll probably have six in the top four. Would be my guess, and, and that's still amazing. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, it'd be, be it'd be guess. something. You know, Oklahoma State had eight All Americans. If if Iowa got ten, that would be. It would only be the second team ever no. to do it. Yeah, the second team ever. Minnesota '99. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see that. Well, let's talk about this Penn State dual meet. So that we we didn't get. You know, we kind of started right. on that and got off that. Um, and having a hard time. Having <laughs> a very hard time. Um. Yeah, so I I can't believe some of these guys that Penn State throws in there. Um, and, you know, the backups just, just aren't better. They were having I, – I was following the Friday match during the dual meet, and every time I thought, okay, Penn State's going to widen the gap, and then it was 16-16. I'm like, oh, God. Like, if Shakur's not back and healthy, 
they're yeah. they're gonna lose this duel. Like they could very realistically lose to Illinois. And then you know the unfortunate part about the Sunday duel, I kept trying to flip on Flow Wrestling to watch my freaking Penn State Northwestern duel. And every time a match I was excited about was gonna happen, someone wasn't there. I want yeah. to watch Seabass RBY. Oh, that's not happening. Okay, I turn it off. I want to watch uh, Verclaren versus Yaya Thomas. Oh, that doesn't happen. I want to watch Deacon Bergie. Oh, that doesn't happen. It was so annoying that I couldn't watch any of the matches I wanted to watch. Were you guys mad that. about that too? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's very frustrating to not be able to to, to watch what you want to watch, Ben. Um, David McCutcheon, I'm assuming Matt's father, on Facebook Live here earlier said that Penn State started five walk-ons against Illinois. Jeez. What? That's, that sounds wow. right. And if you – Yeah, sounds about – Dang it, I just had the boxer pulled up. Um, I mean, some of these guys, they might have got out of the cafeteria on Friday. I've never heard of them before. <laughs> well, Creighton Edsel beat Jack Jessen. That's pretty uh, – Creighton Edsel, that's, that was not a familiar a name to me, and he beat uh, – a legitimate recruit for Northwestern. Yeah, that was on Sunday <clears throat> against Illinois. I'm assuming he probably means Brandon Meredith at 125, Austin Claybaugh at 33. Yeah, where was um, Roman? Yeah. Bo Pfeiffer at 57, Connor yep. Krasig at 65. Uh, is and a walk-on? I don't – Everyone cool says maybe. he is. He's like – I mean, he did go decide on Penn State super late in the game. If you remember, he was going to go to Iowa yep. State. Um so, yeah, that's half your lineup. Not How crazy any is money. it that as injured and as Penn State has been, as many problems as they've had, still like two in the country is like their absolute floor. Like The way this team race is constructed, nobody's talking about them finishing anywhere lower than two. It's kind of a testament to how good they are. Yeah, there's no chance. Uh, yeah, it's very hard to imagine them not getting second there. Yeah, I was I was disappointed. No, Bergy. Bergy couldn't fulfill the prophecy of becoming the number one ranked wrestler in America. Um, well, who which, prophesized that? That was my prophecy. It was a Tuesday headline, so you have to you have to hey, go well, big. It's a go big or go home type of situation. Did we did we do Tuesday headlines last week? Uh mm-hmm. we can did. We, can we read them back? Let's read it back. Let's not do it's that. Not, it's not going to be. A good <laughs> <one>. <laughs> they were no, all terrible. No, that's great. Oh, that's the that's the point of Tuesday headlines. You have to say something. It's either so hilarious on Tuesday, or you're a freaking genius. You have to look like a complete joke or complete genius. I just got to go back in the Google in the Google Drive, and I'll be able, I'll be able to find it somewhere. No, we'll, I'm, we I'm will. I'm going to go. I'm going to do. I'm going to do my research. <laughs> all right. Give give yours. No, you have Mine to. Mine was that Purdue gets a couple upsets on Iowa. Okay. Ooh. Did not go well. Yeah, same. Bray's well. was basically the same. Yeah, Bray. My, uh, I said, I said that Northern Colorado was going to beat Oklahoma State, <laughs> and they won. They nine one. They won one match, they and it one. was they really Reese Whitcraft meltdown away from being shut out. Yeah, yeah. not good. Was, I, I oh said, I said that mine was a piggyback off of his. That Lears was going to get his first ranked win, win the battle of the booze. My reverse jinx of Blue Island continues to be effective. Yeah. Uh, Boo, the real boo. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say because I think that's actually on his birth certificate. Yes, uh, I think almost majored Alirius or did major. Yeah, it was. It, it got eleven four. But yeah, it was not not pretty. So we were pretty. What was? Yeah, you were Bergie number one. Bergie number one. Bergie number one yeah. with three. I matches. forgot I had to get off the show early on Thursday. That was not. Now I'm annoyed. I didn't get to give a Tuesday headline. So All right. I, 
You know, I well, failed on I failed on my first week. I'm gonna get to try again this week. You'll have plenty of opportunity uh, to get some headlines <laughs> out. I want to apologize to Penn State. I was I was Bracky was right. I was confusing 2018 2019. Penn State had I, I I roughly did it, but I think I'm about right. Penn State had about double the bonus points that Iowa had last year, so it was 2018. Apologize my apologies. Again. However, I do think I was gonna get enough bonus points to mitigate any concerns that Christian Piles have. Has of crabs pulling themselves back down to the barrel. Crab, great, great Baltimore <laughs> reference there with the crabs. Um, okay, now there, there's a lot of other stuff going on in in the country. Is there anything else on Penn State you want to get to, uh, Ben? No, but we got to do Iowa Purdue. That was our. I mean, Iowa Indiana. I'm kind of on Iowa Purdue. I think we definitely need to talk about it. It's uh Oh, I guess Iowa, Iowa, Indiana's Kovach and Kemmer. I thought that was interesting. Um, Kemmer looked tired at the end there. Yes. Yeah. And so then, so then, let's cover carry that over to the Purdue match. If he looked like crap in the third period against Indiana, so if you tell me that it's one to one, Dylan Lighty and Michael Kemmer in the third period, and I've seen Friday night, I'm thinking Dylan Lighty's going to win that match for sure. And then all of a sudden, Michael Kemmer just lights him up for three takedowns. In the third period, that was that after, after watching Friday night, that kind of blew me away on Sunday. Yeah, it, it looked like I, I feel like as a, a whole team, Iowa was just like not super clicking on all cylinders in, in a couple of the mats against Indiana, and that they were really keyed on Purdue. And you know, like like Lugo didn't look great at forty nine against Graham Rooks, who I, I thought he would probably bonus, but then he looked much better. Uh, against a better guy, Nate Limix, or a guy I think is probably better than Nate Limix, getting mm-hmm. getting the major there. So yeah, I th- I mean you could tell, and you know Spencer coming out and teching Schroeder in the first period. Schroeder who majored oh D'Agostino uh, two days before. That was like not alarming because I mean you know Spencer's that's going to be an early termination match, but just to see it again huh. is mind blowing. Sure. Then Desanto sure. to really Ford cool. Melton. I mean, does what hey, he can does. I, can I defend Nomad for a second? I'm sorry, I got HGTV. Can I defend Nomad for a second? Yeah, he's got HGTV. Go ahead. HGTV. These people coming at Nomad about the article <laughs> he wrote about Spencer Lee are pissing me off because I I love Spencer Lee. But here's the fact of the matter: Nomad is so right because Spencer Lee and his opponents. I get that there's not a lot of second period and third period time, but whatever time Spencer Lee has the second and third period, his opponents have the equal time. Obviously, right? That that should be an obvious that's stated. So, yes, Spencer Lee is not nearly as effective in the second and third period. That is just a fact. Nomad pointed that out. I don't know why people keep coming at him. Nomad, I'm going to come be your bodyguard. When people come at you, it annoys me. This could be Ben Askren versus Tom Brands, potentially. <laughs> I I think it would be – I would love to have Ben Askren as my bodyguard. <laughs> I, I am completely aware that Spencer terminates a lot of matches early. Uh, Those words did, were actually written in the article. I just did the Hodge rankings, and his average time on the mat right now is three minutes and four seconds, which is bonkers. Um, and I'm also aware that when matches go to the second and third periods, usually because he's wrestling tougher guys, so there is an expected like dip in performance whenever you wrestle someone tougher. However, in the sample size that we have, I reported factual numbers. Yes. Lacking so I agree. Get context. over it. I feel like people come at you like every week about this, though. Like every time Spencer Lee gets a well, text, well, it is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, every time you text someone in the first period, it is kind of funny. Yeah, and I just <laughs> and every time I respond, added to the ledger, like, ah, uh, that's too funny. It's it's whatever. 
They come at you every single time. Like, come on, doesn't it get old at some point? I mean, everything gets old at some point, yeah. But I don't know. He's the greatest first period wrestler of all time. I agree. Greatest for I I would agree with that. Greatest first period wrestler of all time, one hundred percent. And um, usually when you're up twelve nothing, it's hard to for the other guy to come back. It's like that amazing yeah. stat that's kind of a fake stat. It's like whoever gets the first takedown wins eighty five percent of the matches. That's like the worst. It's like well, of course they get the first yeah. takedown because they're better at wrestling. Right. That's why they won. Yeah. The the stat is not like it's the it's the reverse correlation. It's the better person gets the first takedown, not the first takedown yeah. results in you being the better person. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, thank you, Ben. I agree. I get so mad when people people come at you on Twitter about that all the time, and I get I get really annoyed. Uh, but Purdue, uh, Purdue's good this year. I felt bad for them. They had that big big crowd, really big crowd, um, <laughs> in their arena, and I felt so bad for them because they didn't win a match, and that's got to feel terrible as coaches. They are actually. They're doing a really good job. It was just Great a job. tough match. Yeah, once it got rolling, game. you know, once uh, you know, once Coleman, they only had really three real good opportunities to win. Coleman, yeah. you could say Lighty and '97, and yep. it's the ball was rolling. And we've had arguments, Ben. I think you and I, uh, mm-hmm. never on the podcast, but just about momentum and the power of momentum. And I'm like, it really doesn't mean anything. In uh, in duels and stuff, I still because oh I remember because the argument the argument was once um it's it stemmed from when Penn State won their five and it was like oh well they just saw this guy win and that guy win and then that's why Bo Nickel beat Gabe Dean because just the momentum was on their side you knew it was gonna happen I was like no I don't I really don't think that's it I don't think that's why uh but in any any huge. You think Especially so? Especially in dual meets. Oh, my God. In dual meets? Yeah. And we, we already talked about how many times we referenced the Iowa bench in this match. I mean, dude, they're, they're feeling it. They're feeling it. Their momentum this season is like this big wave. And so it's like, okay, is there anything that can stop this wave? Because if Iowa keeps going the way I was going, it, it's over. I mean, they, they need something. Something catastrophic would have to happen to their team chemistry and or uh, a couple injuries for something to stop them. They're Jacob Warner right would now. talk to someone else's girl. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. That's that's yeah. Gonna be. the yeah, ladies' man, happen. Jacob Warner. Yeah, that should be his Tuesday nickname. Headline. That's a Tuesday. That's a Tuesday headline. <laughs> Christian, let, 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 let's ask a philosophical question here. Oh, so good. I love I philosophy. I understand the the your point that like there's all these examples of momentum like stopping or going the other way, and you know, so it's just like not real or kind of nebulous. However. You have to admit that sometimes when you're in a situation, the people around you can improve or disimprove your mood, your energy level. So it is somewhat real, especially when the whole bench is fired up. I mean, the the, the picture we used for Warner beating Bruner was when he got that tilt, and Pat Lugo was the first one up off the bench, the whole bench erupted. Yeah. That has an impact on you. Yeah. But it was after he was getting the near fall. He's already getting the near fall at that point in time. It's, I'm just, not, oh it's not like, it's I'm not like saying, they were going, Jacob, Jacob. And then he's I'm getting a pumped saying, up. There, and he hits there, the, t- the tilt, then they get excited. There is something to no, I know. everyone uh, of course. I- improving your energy. Yeah. And not to get in the whole, yeah. like, oh, vibes, all that stuff. Vibes, and and I would say, honestly, on, on the negative end of that, too, sometimes it's, um, sometimes it's, especially in a dual mate, when they're like, oh, I didn't expect that guy to lose. I didn't expect that guy to lose. And you're on the losing team. You're thinking, oh, crap, could I lose too, even when you're the favorite? And that and that starts getting in your head. 
um, that negative, like, oh my God, they're wrestling. That team's wrestling really good today. Oh my gosh, could I lose? And that gets in people's heads too. So on the other side of the momentum, the negative momentum gets in people's heads too. So I was rolling at Midlands. They're on fire. They're smoking everyone. They're going to break the scoring record. And Warner loses to Aiello. And then Brucky. What happened? Mm-hmm. So it's just what happens in matches. I don't think it's like that's well, a that that's semis. completely that different was... thing too. You're talking about a yes. tournament where guys are wrestling sporadically, and in a duel yes. meet, you're coming up boom, boom, boom right after one another. Yeah. You feed, you absolutely feed off each other. Yeah. You could be right that I I do think Bonekel beat Gabe Dean because he he was better at wrestling than him. Yeah. yeah. But to say that the momentum was not just like rolling too, yeah, I think is is kind of crazy. Also. Yeah. After having watched you know, college football national championship last night, I see Uh-oh. like a lot of what parallels. What happened? I don't even know, Kyle. What happened? L- LSU ran away with it in the second half. They kind of pushed, pulled away at the end of the first, and then ran away in the second half. Ben, do you know who they played? Does he even know? Uh, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> they played Clemson. There you go. Um, okay. Same same state. I was call, call. <laughs> yeah, definitely really close. But no, it just they had this LSU all year had this this swagger about them. But at the same time, from what you'd seen with the LSU teams in the past, you were like, okay, because they had this high scoring offense which they never had. It was like, okay, well, when does when are they going to falter? Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. It's going to be this weekend. Oh, they got to go to Alabama. They're going to falter this weekend. It never happened, and they just kept this momentum going. They had this unreal confidence in themselves. And I see like the correlations after watching the Iowa duel with Purdue and seeing how te- how that fired up that team was, and you see they have a yeah. swagger about them, you know. The Spencer League yes. running over and yelling at Santo. Yeah, that was cool. Like that, that was, was fired awesome. up. I need to know what he said. That was. A- was hey, so you know what? I did that. watch Kyle last night about the national championship. I I, I hope you guys can see it. So I put it on my camera. I watched this, and this is what Tom Brand should do in Minneapolis. I watched oh, this. Can you guys see this? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, shoot. Oh, wait. Hold on. Over. That, oh, that way. That's – oh, look at this guy. Oh. This is the LSU coach. Look yeah. how fired up he is. Oh, yeah. my God. He's jacked up. He, li- he likes shotguns Red Bulls routinely at Orgeron. He rips his shirt no, off and doesn't. stuff. Does yes. he really? Yes. Yes. He's an animal. <laughs> Did Brian Smith ever do this. that? No, i never seen this guy before. But uh, it was like watching a Nick Serrano off the Santa video. I had to watch it like five times. Have you have you heard him talk? No. It sounds like, do you know who Tom Waits is? No. Okay. Well, he kind of sounds like that guy. Uh, when the show ends, I'm gonna go watch, when the show okay, ends you look up a coach, coach O. Just search Coach O. Okay. Yeah, it, it sounds yeah. like battery acid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Iowa rolls through. Any, what do you want to talk about in the Purdue match? I mean, Warner 8-2 over. Bruner was good. Assad beats Lyon 8-4 for Kimmer over Lighty. And Coleman falls to Young 4-3. Yeah, I, I guess what what I would like, that, that momentum thing we've been talking about, it's like I, I think what it does is in these close matches, it, it helps you. Uh, I, well, I think why it really helps if we get down to the psychological basis is the fact that you stop worrying about things that you shouldn't be worrying about and you're just worried about wrestling. And so when you're in these matches, I mean, both both Michael Kemmer and Jacob Warner were essentially, um, you know, it's a 1-1 match, you're thinking in college wrestling terms, right? When it's 1-0 and the other guy starts down, you're thinking, hey, this is kind of a 1-1 match because the guy's going to get an escape and they'll be 1-1. And they find ways to win these close third-period matches. Um, and that that's huge for them. 
you know, if, if they lose those two matches, the duel's not nearly as good. And they win those two matches, it helps with Big Ten seeding, helps with NCAA seeding. I mean, it's huge for them. And I just feel like they just found ways to win it. And when teams start getting on rolls, uh, they definitely find ways to win. Now, I was <laughs> – so my son makes me uh, do all these hypothetical matchups and predict Uh-oh. how things are going to go. He's an Iowa super fan. And uh, so we were going through the Nebraska duel. And I kind of feel like it could happen again against Nebraska. The one match is Assad Vens. Mm-hmm. But every, they're going to be, I think they're going to be favored in every other match. Let's see. 41. Ma- maybe. Red, you, Red, Muir, Red Muir is interesting. For sure. It's extremely Obviously. interesting. Let me think. White Marinelli, they'll probably win that one. Hmm. Kimmer Labriola is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kimmer Labriola is a really good one. Yeah. But. Yeah, they. It, it could be could. super right. ugly, super ugly again. And, and, you know, Nebraska, they they came out and Wisconsin just jumped all over them early. Barnett got that yep. pin, which was I, – I mean, I think Thompson's good, but I just I just didn't expect – the pinpoints at that point was like, whoa. That, yeah. that was yep. huge for that duel. And then Moran pulls it out late against Chad Red in a great one. And mm-hmm. we can talk about Moran's week. He beats McKee. And Chad Red in the same week. He's all the way up to number four in the rankings. 141 continues to be really topsy-turvy with the top two guys kind of cementing themselves. Ben, what were your overall thoughts of the Wisconsin-Nebraska duel? I'm sure you watched. I did, I did watch it, yep. Uh, actually, I talked to Coach Brands yesterday. Yeah, uh, Coach Brands, oh my gosh. Coach oh, Bono, man, <laughs> it's happening. It is happening. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my it gosh. My I talked to Coach Bono yesterday, and um, – you know, he, he talked about the difference in the team between Friday night and Sunday, and he said, you know, he said something to the effect of, "Hey, if uh, you know, if we didn't have that match, that letdown on Friday night, I don't think Sunday would have been as good." And he, you know, hmm. he he referenced Eric Barnett, for example, being a young kid, and his performances were way different. You know, he had that really not so great performance against Patrick McKee, where he got majored, and then yeah. he comes in and has a great performance against Alex Thompson, and so. Um, you know, Mar- Moran was the really consistent one of the weekend, but the team was just fired up for the Nebraska duel. Um, and man, so they, they went pin, win, major, uh, ma- you know, Moran, major, red, and then pin at 49 too. So what was it? It was 19 0, I think. Something crazy yes. after the first four, four matches. Yes. I mean, that's just, that's just huge for, yeah, it was an awesome duel. Uh, the, the stands are packed. It was uh, just a really good environment for uh, Wisconsin wrestling. Six bonus point wins. That's crazy. And one, two, three, four, five of them were pins or techs. That's kind of yeah. Big Ten. You don't really think about stuff like that. And, and I don't think I know. I know uh, Wick didn't major Isaiah White, but I don't think he's ever beat him that bad, has he? One one other time, he, I think I think their first meeting he did. He got on top and we, he cradled him. Yeah. Mm. It was. I was impressed. I thought that was a really nice win, and I thought. <laughs> Uh, he gave up the first takedown, I believe. Yeah, he did. He got he got a late takedown in the first, which is always just huge when you get that takedown huge. and ride out. And then he got a turn, not from a cradle, but he was able to 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 take him over. And yeah, that's a really. I mean, it's hard to put ten points up against Isaiah White from from any position. Yeah. So I think you gotta be feeling good if you're if you're having White. Uh, good match by Wisconsin overall. And uh, yeah, but for Nebraska. They've they've got they've got their work cut out for them against against Iowa coming up. Yeah, Nebraska's got Iowa, Penn State, and then Ohio State. Oh, yikes! 
They got a heck of a stress the, coming. They up might be in good shape. They might be all right against uh, Ohio State. Ohio State wrestled Rutgers, and uh, they wrestle anyone else this. Oh, they wrestled on Monday or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they had Arizona State Monday. They won that close one. And then against Rutgers, Friday night, we had the Alvarez-Decatur match, which Alvarez oh, yeah. controlled 6-1. He really did. Guys, <clears throat> you guys, I'm going to credit you guys at FRL. This Sweet. Is, you guys are making Gas Tank Gary uh, a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, people freaking love him. It's awesome. You can't help it. I mean, he is like, I, I can't think of... So, so like Gary Traub, if you don't know what we're talking about, you're, you're they know everyone knows everyone knows. <laughs> Gary Traub, oh, is the mayor of Columbus. When that guy is on the mat, they chant his name before, during, yes. and after every match. He's had multiple comeback victories. Um, now, how good he is. You know what? That frankly doesn't matter. He's winning a whole lot of his matches. He's, he's actually really good. He's like 16-2. and two. Yeah, he's only lost two matches. He's lost to Tanner Hall and one other guy, obviously, and I forget who. Hang on. He, he, but he's been tough all year long, and just the place yeah. goes nuts, and he scores late, and it's just pandemonium, and now he's getting more gassed up. He I mean, lost to Demetrius Thomas 13-9, to nine, and Demetrius Thomas is a top 10 guy, and as, long as, guys, as well I- as Tanner Hall. You guys, you guys have been guessing Gary Phenomenon. You guys haven't even put him in the top 25? I that's, just looked at your rankings. That's, uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the problem what? is he hasn't, his best win is probably Matt Currenty, who's not ranked right now. Put him in there. He's got to be top 25. He's, he's 16 and 2 with, yeah. he's, he's doing a, he's doing a real division, division one schedule. I dare say there, we could find some horrifying losses yes. in that top 25 of heavyweight. Get him in there. I agree. Is is Spay a, a gas tank Gary hater? He probably is. Does he have something? Is does does Spay drive a smart car? Is he mm. a, he's use a bird scooter? Is he anti gasoline usage? It could be something like the, that. The fuel consumption problem. I'm trying to find the other post this morning. It, uh, I, I would give give me a second. I can surprise you guys. One more thing about gas tank Gary, if I if I can find it. I'm gonna go. Did you guys see it on your Twitter? Anyone? Which Alex, one? I retweeted it. Yes, take Gary and Sajulayev. Did you see that? Yeah, picture? that was me. That I'll was David that Bray. David oh, Bray. Oh, you did put that. it up, Bray. I put that up. Yeah, we we found out that Gas oh, Tank Gary is like part Sajulayev. Look at the side by side. These two guys yeah, are absolutely brothers or something. If he if he's like he's like Sajulayev with like hot pockets and Red Bulls and just like a lot and like red, white, and blue coursing through his veins. And I. Personally, I'll take him head up against Sajulayev. <laughs> in the Cavelli, bring Sajulayev to the Cavelli Center. I guarantee you, Traub's in. I bet you Sajulayev won't make the walk. He's seen the videos. He knows what happens yeah, sure in the Cavelli won't. Center. <laughs> he wants no part of it because you know what? He almost beat Tanner Hall, who once beat Kyle Snyder, who beat Sajulayev. He doesn't go. want it. Period. Rest, wrestling math, it works every time. Every you, time. Uh, but no. you get another chance to see him in the Cavelli Center Friday night against Illinois. Do they have to rename it? <laughs> the Traub Ooh, Center? The House of Traub The Traub Dome or something like that. Um, yeah, he is a phenomenon. Have we ever seen a they phenomenon call it the like this? The gas station. The gas station. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, they need to Local have like gas stations in Columbus should be all in on this. Yeah, oh, they really should. Someone should have a deal. It'd be, it'd be marketing genius. And first of all, <laughs> apparently really there's gas tank Gary shirts, and I'm like trying to get one. 
And There's a Ga- gas tank Gary shirt? Are you kidding me? Yeah, but apparently his dad just like makes them and <laughs> brings them and just throws them out at the matches. <laughs> well, because you can't selling them would be illegal. Because I know he's invited to come down to our office. Yeah, I I would wear. I would probably pay for a gas tank Gary T-shirt uh, under the radar. Although it's oh, now, you're, it's you're trying to make the, him. You're trying to make him ineligible, Christian. You're not, <laughs> No, I'm not paying. I'm not paying Gary. You just said you would. Well, that's his dad. It doesn't matter. I didn't do it yet, so it doesn't matter. And he's not selling them. He's throwing them at people in the in the stands, which makes oh it even God. better. Which makes it which makes <laughs> it even better. <laughs> Trump apparently also was he one of the 4.0 students as well? I think I, he had to have been. He had to have been. He just like gases out his exams and everything. <laughs> yeah, I need a gas tank Gary shirt. So he's a phenomenon. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this where a guy that's like it's one thing when like you know. Metcalf or a DeSanto or a Mark Hall or a D- David Taylor was a phenomenon for sure. But, like, they were, like, the best wrestlers in the country. Yeah. Th- this guy just comes out of nowhere. He was not even starting coming into the year, and he just has these, like, rocky moments in the Cavelli <laughs> Center, and now it's like he's a household name in wrestling. You want Like, Ohio, Ohio State has gone all in on it, which is awesome. Yes. And they posted, like, yeah. seven different angles on Twitter of the crowd reacting to <laughs> Gary's win, and you did not see the Ohio State fans react to Logan Stieber like this, to Kyle Snyder like this. I guess probably just because they expected them to win, but <laughs> yeah. still, it's he ha- he gets the crowd so fired up. It's unreal. It's an easy name to chant, right? Gary, yeah. Gary. You can also yeah. go gas tank. Gary, clap, 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 clap. Wow. So it's it's very easy for the fans to get into. Very very simple name for like like you get your eight year old kid. They're like, hey, just start chanting Gary, <laughs> Gary. It's very simple. So like they could they couldn't chant <clears throat> Kyle or Snyder. <laughs> yeah, they Steve Kyle doesn't come out as as cleanly as Gary. When you're chanting it. It's just such a working class name. I can just see it really yeah. identifying with the people of Ohio. Gary Traub. Right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I- I'm all in on you know, it. It sounds, like, it sounds like you should have a, a car dealership. Yeah. Like you should go in business with the Chevy Mercury. Dodge. G- Gary Traub, Plymouth Mercury. Um, I think we talked about that when he beat Chase Singletary in the wrestle-off. Not this year, but last year. Yep. Hey, do we need to get to Q's mm-hmm. from F's? It's 927. Do we need to get to Q's from F's? Yeah, we Uh-oh. might. Um, it's if they're not tw- asking questions about Gary Traub, they're not our friends. I, <laughs> I'm not sure if there were any. Um, I mean, I feel like he's answered every question there is, other than like, will he run for office or something? Um, Traub 2020. Hey, I, I, I don't know if this is true, but on Facebook, someone says he's got 4.0 in petroleum engineering. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna look at his bio right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fact. Hey, I want to do a quick run through and then we'll go. And uh, Ben, oh, feel God. free to chime in. Um, yes. So Alvarez, real deal. He beat Decatur and Pepple. Oh, uh, that was good. Yes, he's good. Very he's, good. He's really dang good. A big week for Moran. We talked about Austin O'Connor back. Uh, you could say on track. He pins Mike D'Angelo in a minute. That's insane. UNC mm-hmm. kind of smashed Princeton twenty five eleven. South Dakota State had a weekend. Um, they're they're, on fire right now. they're really solid in quite a few spots. I could see them qualifying six or seven guys, uh, and, and it's not just you know Tanner Sloan and Polmeyer. That twenty-five, Danny Vegas look good. They've looked good. They're eighty-four is tough. Uh, they knocked off. Who'd they knock off Friday? You and I. They beat you and I, and in, then Wyoming yeah, in West Gym. In West Gym, 
which is apparently 100 degrees, and it's I, uh, screaming like crazy. I wrote about this a little bit in live this week because we have South Dakota State again this week against Iowa State as they come to Brookings. But they started 1-3, and <coughs> kind of yeah. struggling. They lost to Binghamton. And then since then, they've won five in a row, beating Duke, Michigan State, Old Dominion, Northern Iowa, and now Wyoming. So, Yeah, I, I love it. And, you know, honestly, in any time – you have a coach that builds something up, and then they leave. You're concerned that you're concerned what's going to happen when they leave. It. Well, Damien Hogg comes in. That's already a good start right there. But you know they lost Seth Gross. They lost. Uh, you know Rob was supposed to go there. They lost some guys. Connor Brown ends up leaving. He's not even at Wisconsin anymore. But regardless, and and you're wondering yeah. right, and and Bonadis, but the crowd looks great there. I mean Sunday it looked like. From what I could see in there, that they were still really fired up for the team. The team's high quality, so I, I just get excited because I think it's what makes Division One so exciting is that you can have these programs like that. And Campbell, who had a weekend as well, they knocked off Iowa State and was right there with Arizona State. Ben can't stop laughing. What's so funny? I can't. I can't tell you. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Always fun to hear. Oh my gosh! Perfect. I can't tell you. I can't. Oh wait, wait, but uh, oh my god. <laughs> It's it's about guest thing, Gary. I'll tell you later. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> He's my new favorite. <laughs> Same. Uh, Joey uh, Silva block party, that's going to happen. He he came out. He kind of hammered uh, Garrett Peppel, who's good. He beat Sammy yeah. Alvarez this year. He but looks you had a lot riding on that one, Christian, because you, you haven't been shut up about Joey Silva for the last two years. You had a lot riding. If we would have lost that match, we, we would have maybe picked on you a lot today. You maybe would, but you know what? I never even Definitely gave it a second thought. Up. Yeah, um, especially him. He's a he's. A, I'm gonna I'm say not. you're a Silva hater. You tried to all I all I did was call you on the fact that you said he can win a national title at 133 this year. Okay, well, first of all, yes, he can. So <laughs> so so well, first of all, yes, he can. <laughs> he's, Come first on, of all, stop. he's undefeated. He has a better win percentage than Austin DeSanto, Seth Gross, and Sebastian Rivera. So <laughs> that alone. <laughs> How's that for? You probably team? want to rank him one and zero after or, uh, number one after his one and zero start. I think he's earned it after all he's been through. Weiler beats Dupre, then loses to oh. Jonathan Lowe. J- Chris Weiler is a rankings nightmare. He does this. Yes. Great win, and then what the heck's going on? Um, and really, D- Dupre's been such a rock this year. That was it's the most surprising to me. It says more about Dupre than Weiler. I'll say that it says something was up with Dupre. Not to not trying to take credit, but if you lose to low the next week, it maybe means something. USA announced these Pan Am wrestle offs. I had no idea this was coming. We have Helen Marulis versus Allie Reagan. Winner gets Jenna Burkett. This this is happening? When's this happening? In like a couple weeks. February eighth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're doing it in Ooh, conjunction fantastic. with WCWAs. Yeah. So who who knew that was gonna wow. happen? Uh so I'm really excited for that. Deacon wow. destroyed Kendall Coleman on Friday night. That was that was unreal. Just a t- total beatdown of a yeah, very good guy. And then Davison beat Bruner, and that wasn't a takedown, but it doesn't matter because I have a rule. I have a rule that is not real, but I think it should be. Okay. If you're if you're in these one one, I kind of clear. I talked about this in the content meeting yesterday. If it's like one one overtime match, if you get eighty percent of the takedown. Just throw up the two. It's better than the thing going to the tiebreakers and you win by four seconds of, of riding time. So you know what? Davison got close enough. Give him the two. Sorry, I just ate the tiebreaker rules. Yeah. Sure. That was what that Take was down. Yep, there. Everyone's, everyone's cool with it. Um, 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, I know. I now know what uh, Ben was laughing at. All right, time for questions from friends. I want to yeah. let's go straight to Ben on this one. Colin Wilhite, more impressive or difficult, pin or first period tech? From the pinner himself, this is going to be tough for him because uh, he knows the answer is first is period tough. tech. Yeah, first first period tech. But then you know, Tommy and I had this argument a lot. It's like, well, then what? It, it might be easier because what if you tech them? Why couldn't you put their shoulders flat on the mat? Is there so do you have some inability to put their shoulders flat? Because if you scroll those points, you sure sure as crap should be able to put their shoulders flat. Maybe you really struggle with that. Well, the tech fall, you see a lot of techs. The guys that rack up a lot of techs are tilt guys. You know, they're guys in yeah. tilts don't really pin guys can, can other just, than me. Can we get to the – this is a question about Spencer Lee. Yes. Okay. My answer has nothing to do with Spencer Lee. This has everything to do oh with Hawkeye fans being angry. I don't know, specifically the Hodge rankings or perception of people. However, Spencer only has like two pins this year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, of course he's wrecking, mm-hmm. pe- he's wrecking everybody in the first period and, and – getting texts, which are supremely impressive. However, if it was the other way around and Chenzo had seven texts and Spencer had more pins and, you know, Chenzo was pinning people in the first period and Spencer was, you know, whatever, they would want it the other way around in, like, hot rankings and pound for pound and all these things. It's just it's, it's just completely in the moment they want Spencer Lee to be number one because Spencer Lee is freaking incredible and and – Amazing, and maybe he's gonna be the greatest Hawkeye of all time. But that's is 100 percent what this question is. And I'm sorry, Colin Wilhite, you're not the only one. I don't mean wow. to single you out, but that's 100 percent what this question is about. It certainly is. It definitely. They is. just want Spencer to be number one in everything. Hey, Dan didn't make the, uh, the the Hodge criteria. Number one record, number two, number of pins. It's not number of oh, tech falls. The point of wrestling is to pin people. In yes. Every single yes. form of wrestling is to get people's back flat on the mat. Therefore, it is the most important, yeah. hardest, and most there should be the most rewarded thing. Sorry, now I'm sweating. And boom, boom, he's sweating. He's got, Nomad has and been wearing a lot of shirts with buttons these days. You should see his shirt from yesterday. It was wild. I hope you'll maybe we'll run it back Thursday. Point. Run it back Thursday. You didn't sweat through it. <clears throat> no, 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 that's good. Okay, this is crazy. My name is Jeff. Over, under, <laughs> over. Iowa puts five and a half into the NCAA finals. Love that they put the half. Like it could be six. That's what. By the way, Caleb Caleb Davis Piles says there's going to be six Hawkeyes in the finals. So no, he, he said he six, six champs. champs. Oh yeah, six. Well, yeah, of course, champs. So he's got he's got six uh, six in the finals at least. So he would take the over. What I will take the. Got? Un- what, what do you, you guys mean? Got the final. I got I got four maybe for Iowa. I got four maybe five. Well, they could have certainly Spencer, DeSanto, Lugo. Yes. yes. Marinelli. Well, I don't think that one. Yes. Which one, Lugo? I think I'm out on Lugo. Okay, well he's ranked number one, so th- he's certainly okay. a fair, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, Marinelli, Kemmer, Cassiope. I mean, Jacob yeah. Warner. At I got this point, except Lugo. Yeah, they could. <laughs> yeah, I, man, they could reasonably I guess, put. Yeah, a I guess ton it's in. a real question. That got it. Now I'll, I'm kind of thinking. I'll, I'll go under. What do you got, Nomad and uh, Bracky? <sighs> I at first I would have said under, <laughs> but now like going through it, I'm I'm say over. Did Caleb swing Screw you? It. Oh, what? I'm Look. gonna say I'm gonna say Spencer Lee, Austin DeSanto, um, Patricio, Alex Marinelli, okay, Michael Kimmer, Tony Cassiope. So you think Cassiope beats Mason? I do. 
I don't. Nothing wrong with that. Mine has less to do with like Iowa specifically in the makeup of this year. It's just, it has only happened, what three times, and those times were also like surprising, and some upsets had to happen, some things had to to fall in place. So no, it's not going to happen. They're going to win the national title, but they're not going to have six champs. This is finalists. <clears throat> the question is finalists. It's the, it's same thing. Okay. Then Imar is a four-time champ now. Yeah, they're they're, so they're, not gonna, they're not going to have they're not going to put six in the finals. Where you go, Ben? Four timer. There's too many things that need to happen. They are going to win the national title though. Um, is it conceivable that Penn State goes from NCAA favorite in October to out of a team trophy come March? No, that is not conceivable. I do not conceive of that. Bracky's eagle statue. No. Inconceivable. Yeah, Our skin check to hit on this uh, year. Mark Hall or uh, Mark Hall or uh, Vincenzo. Someone. Tanya Harding's them or something. Yeah, geez, leave those guys alone. Yeah, it means something very bad that we don't want to happen would have to happen. Seth Gross was up 14-0 against Minnesota going into the third period Friday night. Minnesota chose top. Good match tactics or mistake? That's brilliant. I mean, what? Yeah. 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 You get taken down to your back. Right. Um, you get pinned. No. You choose bottom, get tilted, or yeah. pinned. Yeah. No. Yep. Good job, Coach Agam. Agreed. Um. I, I kind of don't like, want to answer this question. Hold on. You know what that's like? Uh-oh. It's like bunning to break up a perfect game and all, or like a no-hitter and all the baseball hitters like, that's so ridiculous. It's like, no. The, the object is to win the game. So I'm going to get on base however I can. Yeah. I'm so not, I'm, I'm going to mitigate yeah. this as best as possible. Baseball has all these weird, like, unwritten rules. They're tra- and all of them are trash. They're all terrible. They're all 100%. terrible. Um, who are the top heels of wrestling? Mako, Gable, and Lesnar come to mind. Where's Ben Askren's name? Uh, any other uh, big ones? Ben Askren uh, definitely didn't mind well, being the I, I human. Think I, I think I was a little bit of a face because I went to Missouri. I mean, really, Iowa guys and Oklahoma State guys are the real heels. And I, the one I was there for my era is Johnny Hendricks. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Mm, big time. Johnny Hendricks, time. Uh, Thomas Gilman, Austin DeSanto. Yep. It's DeSanto. Is it? Tony yeah. Ramos was way up there. That guy could fire people up. Oh, yeah. yeah he was mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, I've got to add, all right. Uh, ben Swalla has asked this question a couple times in a row, so I'm going to ask it. Question for Ben Askren. I remember hearing some rumors that Uh-oh. you had always wanted to go to Iowa State, but a certain assistant coach who is now a head coach big-timed you on your visit. Any truth to this rumor? It wasn't on my visit, but, yes, that's true. Uh, Chris Bono. He, uh, Chris- I was at the Olympic Training Center. Yep, I was at the Olympic Training Center. Uh, I was hanging out with Trent and Travis Paulson and a guy named Matt Pell, who uh, yeah. was in Missouri with me. We were all going somewhere, and Chris Bono steps in, and he says, hey, Paulson Twins, I'm going to come out to your house next week or whatever it was, right? And Iowa State was my favorite team. That was that was when Kale was dressing there, right? Yeah. Uh, so I loved them. And uh, and I said, hey, Coach Bono, are you going to come to my house? And he said, he said oh, this part's going to be so good now. And he said, <laughs> he said, well, what have you ever done? I said, well, I, I won two state titles in Wisconsin. He goes, ah, it's just Wisconsin. And he walked away. And I'm like, F that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Things change. More important, Ben, Bono big time in you or Bader's incredible skills as a host on your recruiting visit. Well, that was right. So then, uh, you know, they didn't recruit me. My first visit at the University of Missouri, I got paired with this guy named Mark Bader. And, um, man, I was sold. I I hit it off with Mark. And uh, he was in my wedding. I was in his wedding. It's crazy how just sometimes – you know, you just put with the right person and you just jive with them. Speaking of Mark Bader, uh, he's got 
Flow TV running today. 100 matches from your favorite wrestlers competing in Rome. Fix, Gilman, Zane, J.O., Dake, Chimizo, Ringer, Zahid, PD3, Nickel, Snyder. And he threw an et cetera in there, so there's others. So make sure you check that out. Uh, very interesting. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize that. 100 uh, matches. Ambitious. So so who did it come down to again for you? I know I've seen the movie about you, Ben, for, but for, for recruiting. Me, I mean, Missouri was kind of far and above the, everyone else. It was so um, – I guess the next tier would have been Northern Iowa, Arizona State, and Michigan. That's I would have been the next tier. I thought you and I yeah. was in the mix there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, can <clears throat> a few people asked uh, my opinion on the Joey Gunther? Oh, yeah. He got stalled um, out. Oh, stalled yeah. Out. Let's hear it. Yes. <laughs> they were wondering if I was, like, flexing, like, happy like Mark was, you know, because Mark kind of partied on him. Yeah. I wasn't. I was, I just shrugged my shoulders and I said, "That's what he is." We've literally seen this happen before against an elite guy, Alex Marinelli. He got stalled out in like the second period. There, that's who he is. Wow, he is who we thought he was, and Mark Hall didn't let him off the hook. Bracky, then, let me ask you this: how, how many other guys in Division One wrestling have been stalled out of multiple matches? Find me one. I'm asking I you. mean, Austin DeSanto has done it to multiple people, but I don't think those people have then been stalled out again. You know so how he responded from being wrestling. stalled out? How, how would oh you respond gosh. from being stalled out? Put up 17. Yeah, three points. <laughs> Did he win? <laughs> huh? Did he win? Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> got the w. Bottom line, he got the W. I'm a gun. I need this man on the podium so bad. Uh, <laughs> Did he win? Well, yeah. That's so funny. Do, do you? Someone, do all of you other guys really think that no one else has been stalled out more than one time? No, I'm happy. sure it's happened. I'm sure it's I, happened. I'm asking. I don't. I don't know. I'm oh, trying currently, to... currently. Currently. I don't think there's many right ranked now. wrestlers that have been stalled out multiple times. It's a little easier to get stalled wow. out with the edge rules now. Uh, mm. You saw it in heavyweight. Some. I think Dayton stalled someone out. He it did. almost happened in Devin Mason Turner. Paris, right? At NCAA's? Yeah, Mason almost got stalled out. Mason doesn't even know how to not shoot. He only shoots, but he couldn't stop going out of bounds against Sam Stoll. Okay, so how about yeah. this? That was a someone, that match was a mess. Someone tweeted me this. Uh, silver lining. Gunther put up six points on the board before he got DQ'd for stunt. That's his third highest point total of the year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How many of those were E1s? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Man, we need, we need this. We need to be nicer uh, to Joey Gunther. I feel for this poor guy. Mark Hall. I can't wait. Not that I can't wait for his career to be over like when I'm gone, but I just can't <laughs> wait to look back on Mark Hall's career because it is so fascinating. Why? A, a lot of reasons that we sh don't have time to get into right now. That's a tease. Wow, what a tease. Uh, Coming up yeah, by Mark Hall's <laughs> season is indescribable. Uh, okay. When's the last time, if ever, Iowa had zero Iowa natives in their year-end lineup? I'm going to say never. I would like ne to say never. probably never happened. And it's going to happen. We need an Iowa year. historian. Yeah. We need an Iowa historian. Well, what if Cash Wilkie found his way back in the lineup? That's their only way. Or, like, Cassiope gets hurt and Aaron Costello mm -hmm. comes in. Or something. Something bad has to happen. Yeah, it, to would, it would be someone who is currently a backup. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's like we were talking a little bit about Iowa high school wrestling coming into the show before the show. It's like Iowa has no choice. You cannot you cannot win at the Division One level with 
a core of Iowa wrestlers right now coming it, it, out of high school. It's like this for a lot of schools, though. And I, I started the series of the summer. I never finished it. But, like, where your points come from, in-state versus out-of-state, I'm going to finish it next summer. I just got to – It's a two-summer anyway, project. Anyway. It's like a deck. For, like, four or five years ago, Penn State, uh, Ohio State, Iowa, and definitely Oklahoma State. I didn't run them specifically, but I just know this off the top of my head. They were getting 60, 70, 80% of their points from in-state. Every single one of them has shifted to out-of-state guys, even with Penn State. Penn State and Ohio State having the extremely fertile recruiting grounds that they have. It's just kind of the well, way many, things how many have points shifted. Are, how many points are Pennsylvania guys going to score for Iowa this year? What's the total on that? Oh, a ton. It's going to be— 2,000 it, pounds. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, probably 80, probably 80, 90 points, Ben. Seriously? I mean, DeSanto— Santo Lee and Kemmer alone, that's probably 70. Young. Caleb Young. Caleb Young, yeah. It's, Muir, it, Young it's going to be a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's be a lot. A lot. Holy yeah. smokes. Okay, well, it's 946 deep in the heart of Texas. So I guess we got to go. Any parting thoughts, Benjamin? Ben? Uh, that, that was fun. Um, I'm really excited for the Mateo Pelicone this weekend. And then, uh, oh, baby. Uh, I'm excited for Ohio State. Wisconsin's probably the one I'm most excited for. But I'm sure we're going to talk about these tomorrow, aren't we? Oh, we yeah. These? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. We're getting into I'm all excited that. to talk. Iowa and Nebraska I'm pumped about, too. We'll get into all that and more. Caleb, we're ready to go. Thank you guys so much. 445 strong Flow Wrestling Weird Live. Check out Flow TV right now. It's happening. You can just, like, I don't Have know. It on in the background. And just in general, just Bader's doing, uh, really trying to make persistent, uh, program for you guys where you can watch content live all day long. So please continue to check out Flow TV. That's what's up. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks to Ben. See you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>